This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com hello and welcome to the Love strangers a swindon town fan podcast proudly sponsored by the stfc official supporters club should do a podcast in happier circumstances because I keep bringing you on um, to talk about all of this awful business behind the scenes so promise me we'll do a my 11 with you in the future yeah I'm definitely up for that in happier times Rich would love to do that lovely stuff okay so this is a, a special episode for the pods we've got a lot coming out this week because there's still football being played there's still football related stuff happening but this is really important and I think it's not being, I'm not going to say it's not being talked enough, but I just sometimes think people aren't comprehending the significance of what is happening behind the scenes at the moment. I've spent the last week pretty much reading through documents, talking to a lot of people. Part of the podcast plus side is you get to talk to a lot of people. Downside to it sometimes is having to hear what they've got to say about what's <laughs> happening behind the scenes because, you know, there are some really sort of worrying stuff that's being talked about. And I've got to say, as a fan, I'm really, really worried about the immediate and long-term future of, of Swindon as a football club. And, you know, I, I'd love this conversation to be light. It's a bit of a troubleshoot, a bit of myth-busting, I think, at times. But I really just want to emphasise that things could become really quite worrying if things don't go the way we want them to go that 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 would wouldn't be hyperbolic to say would it no i don't think so at all rich that is worrying times you know you've got you know a current owner who's, who's asking to put the club into administration um asking to sell to a firm called able for a pound any sale of a football club for a pound you have to worry about it's what berry was sold to steve dale for a pound and we know nothing about Abel. Um, we can't really track them. We've tried to contact them. We've asked them to come forward. 
Um, we just we just don't know. So it is a it is a worrying time for the future of of Swindon Town Football Club. Um, yeah. You know, we may we may not come out of an administration. That's 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 a re, that's a reality. We we hope to, and the trust would do everything they can to make sure that we do. But it but it, these are serious and difficult times. Absolutely. Okay. So before we get started, Rob, I just want to put it out there straight away that I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to answer them to the best of your ability, but they are the views of yourself based on what you know. That's that's right, Rich. They they are um, an individual statement from me. Majority of it, you know, summation and uh, an estimation. Um, where it's fact, I'll, I'll reference it. Where where it's conjecture, uh, with a lot of it will be. I, I, I will say that. So there is the the views of an in, an individual. Every question that I'm asking you now, I might put in a few additionals. They're all coming from listeners. I use Twitter. People either ask me questions via a question I put out there, or they sent me uh, direct messages. And I also put this on the Town End forum as well. I'm not going to say who asked the question because we'd be here all night. Um, but a big, big thank you to everyone that contributed to them. Now, of course, since I started compiling these questions, there is a frequently asked question section on the Trust STFC website now. So if anything is unclear, go on to the website, have a read through. There are links, um, and, I, and you know, I very much advise that you do that. But let's, let's start, and you drifted on this subject briefly just there, Rob. It, the question is, can you please explain in layman terms what the game in play is with the court appearance and what power is trying to do? Yeah, so so the, the recent um, court hearings have been about the injunction that Michael Standing has, which prevents Lee Power from putting the club into administration or selling the club without his agreement. Um, so Lee Power is looking to lift that injunction so that he can put the club into administration or sell it to a third party. And he's referring to selling it to Abel for a pound. Uh, in, in, in the court hearing without the agreement of Michael Standing, who, as we know, claims and subject to the overarching hearing, claims to own 50% of the football club. OK, um, in terms of is administration a possibility when there are known parties that want to take over the club? Is, is that even can that even happen? Well, it's a good question, Rich. I think it could do. Um, if the if, if the judges are saying, you know, look, Lee Power, you own the club, you can put it in administration. If you're saying that otherwise it's going to be, you know, it's going to go into liquidation. Um, I think the argument that is being put forward by Michael Standing and Clem Mulfooney, because they've come together and working lawyers together to say you have a willing buyer who is willing to exceed the offer from Abel, who is already an existing shareholder. Um you know, you should be looking to sell and do a deal with Clemore Fooney rather than putting the club into administration or selling to Abel for a pound. So I'm not I'm not a legal expert. I'm a pub lawyer, if you like. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a layman. Um, I think there is a that, that, I mean, yes, Lee Powell has got good legal advisors on this. I'm sure he's covering a fair amount of legal costs. And he wouldn't be putting this case forward. He doesn't feel there's a chance, I would guess, that he could be successful in putting the club into administration. And I suspect, and this is just me suspecting, if he did that, the biggest creditor would be Lee Power through the shareholder loans, 
that were up to about three and a half million pounds in the last published abbreviated, um, you know, short accounts that they that they publish. Um, and plus, uh, we are hearing, I think it's unsubstantiated, that, that he may have purchased the, the venture from Andrew Black. So that would mean he, he probably is substantially, substantially the largest creditor um, of, the, of the football club that he puts into administration. And if you don't mind, could you explain that Andrew Black element? Because I did see that in a recent article and I, I, we're not sure, the people I was talking to wasn't sure if that was public knowledge. No, I think I don't. I don't believe it is public knowledge. It's something we've heard. Again, I'd have to say it's it's not substantiated. So it, it's something that we've heard. Um, you know, so I guess we put legal word on that, saying it's it's it is rumor. But we we the rumor is that the debenture that I think Andrew Black had from the when he sold the club initially uh, back in 2013, we believe the debentures for around about two million pounds. Again, we don't know that for sure. We believe that it's been. It's been sold to Lee Power, but mm-hmm. that is that is rumor and I guess conjecture. Um, the worry with that is is that is that it strengthens Lee Power's hand as a significant creditor for the club. Um, you know, in terms of this 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 wrangle, um, if it goes into administration, um, or if he sells it for a pound, he can sell it for a pound, but can still say you still need to give me all of the money I'm owned in shareholder loans or. Um, or debentures if I if I own them, so it may sound like a great deal, but it actually may be a, a very good deal still for Lee Power. And I have to ask this because not everyone is legally minded. A debenture, what is that? Basically, it's like a, it's like a mortgage. Um, it's like a um, it can be secured or unsecured, it's like a personal loan, whatever, on, on on the club. So basically, and it didn't have a, a fixed date of repayment, but it's a value and says I hold a charge, a charge against Swindon Town Football Club. That I can I can call in at a relevant sort of time, um, so that's a bit in in my layman sort of piece. That's what a bit of a, a debenture is. Sure, thank you very much. Okay, next question. You've pretty much answered, so I'll, I'll sort of twist it. The question is: Do you know if any anybody anywhere has had any time or contact with Abel? And that answer is is a no at the moment. Yeah, look, it is a it is a no. When 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 it when the first news came out, I think it was in the advertiser. There was a, they got hold of a, a supposed letter. I think from a uh, I probably said this name wrong. A William Caravucci, I think it was, uh, you know, putting an offer in to buy Swindon Town Football Club. Um, and if you do some digging on William Caravucci, you you get links to um, um, an Epstein family in Boston who have got links to Boston Celtics. That all sounds doesn't sound too bad. Sounds quite interesting. But then when we've tried to dig further, we've tried to contact the lawyer on, who was named on that letter. We've tried to dig deeper, but it's very hard to find anything at all. Mm. We have used some contacts who, who claim to know some um, good people who, who uh, know a lot about the uh, Americans interested in buying and British football. And were involved in brokering, I believe, Liverpool and Burnley recently. And they have told us they've never heard of uh, heard of these people Um and don't you know? So, it's, hello, and we, as you know, we publicly called out for them to come forward. They they haven't to date. So it's very hard not to be sceptical, and and feel this is, I don't know, heading into sort of a Steve Dale pound purchase as happened with Barry. Um, that could happen to us. You know, if they come forward and you know are credible and are open and transparent, um, then that might, might change the situation. But right now we should be very concerned about who they are and what their motives are.
you, know, you do a Google of this chap's name and you, you do find yourself looking at articles on the Boston Globe about these multi-million dollar um, projects. And I'm just absolutely amazed that in 2021, in sports, that you cannot find any information and I've got to be honest and I probably don't know if I should say this but I have seen those documents that that were leaked or given to the advertiser mm. and they're very unprofessional in my opinion yeah. in terms of what I would expect a bid or a serious organization trying to buy an organization the documentation that I've seen looks like I could have created it on word you know and and just faxed it over yeah i, I would uh, i would agree in in, in terms of, of that rich they, they 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 didn't look great um you know uh, from a professional basis um and we've not seen anything since that or, or anything about that other than i think lee power referring to him a couple of times that he you know on the radio thing he did that that he was that he was still in talks yeah okay we'll, we'll move along um I've tried to put this in as much logical order as possible. Sometimes I might um, drift towards other subjects, so I do apologise to yourself and to the listeners. But the next question is, through all the discussions with Lee Power and Steve Anderson, has the trust felt a genuine willingness from them to engage, or was it more of a case of the bare minimum from the club? I think it is... It was a bare minimum. Look, I think I think there was an, a real willingness to engage on season tickets. I, I do think that, um, and, and you know, I think the supporters club are still waiting for potentially a, a meeting on that. Obviously, I'm sure the club won't meet with the trust now. Um, I think in terms of engaging and responding to our open letter, asking for financial transparency and openness and a plan, uh, I don't believe um, they were intending. Um, we did have one reply from Steve Anderson that says we will publish full accounts, but they're not due until the end of May 20, um, um, 2021. And, and they are only up to the period, obviously, to May 2020, because that's the, the, the way it lags behind. And um, But whether we actually get to see that, I don't I don't know. We were continuing to call and say we want full financial transparency. You know, the, the chairman has come out and said, or the current chairman has come out and said, you know, the club is on the brink and that we may not be able to survive beyond the end of February. When you say that, you know, fans want and expect to see details of, of the issues and what the problems are. And, you know, we'll be willing to help if we know that funds go to support the survival of our of our, of our great football club that we, that we love. But without that transparency and openness, we can't be sure of that. And, you know, I think we would all say that We've lost trust in Lee Power and Steve Anderson and the current ownership of the club. Are the trust aware of any criminal investigations or interest from law enforcement with regards to the club and individuals involved? If so, what kind of impact could this have on the club? We're not aware of any criminal charges and investigations um, at all. The only thing that we are aware of outside of the, the, the Standing versus Power court case is the FA charges um in in terms of the um breaking of the rules of funding of football clubs but they are um you know charges from the fa rather than being criminal charges so we're not aware of anything no 
Next question is, why was it in your press release that you mentioned that you had put a notice into the court at Morfuni's request backing him? Clem Morfuni is trying to block power from selling to Abel or putting the club into administration, but the advertiser mentioned standing had also added uh, this to block power. Can you clarify? Yes, yeah, so, so we were we were uh, informed by uh, Clem Morfuni that Power was looking to put the club into administration or sell to Abel for a pound. He asked if we would do a statement saying that, based on his response to our open letter, that we thought he was a good person to buy our football club, given the the statement that he made, and we agreed to do that. and And said, you know, the statement that that you know that I signed off said basically that if he was to purchase the football club, given the commitment to transparency, openness and engagement with the supporters. We believe he would galvanise the club and be able to take it forward and that we would be able to ultimately, I think, sell more season tickets, get more supporters engaged, etc. And that was the statement that, that, that we made um, because, you know, we worried that with, 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 without the action that Standing and Clemorphony have taken, the club would go into administration or potentially be sold to Abel, who we know absolutely nothing about, and as I said before, it could go down the the, the, the berry route. Um, so that was a statement we made, and and that was why um, we agreed as a, a trust board to give it. And 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 I um, I signed the statement. There will be a few more um, Clemolfuni questions as we go along. Loosely here, why do you think Lee Power does not want to communicate with yourselves or Morfuni? Um, I suspect with ourselves, it, it is now in terms of the case that we, we have publicly stated our support of Clem Morfuni in the court case. I'm sure that has uh, annoyed Lee. I think we've, we did start to have some engagement with Steve Anderson, but he was really digging into the due diligence we'd done on Clem Morfuni rather, rather than responding to our open letter and providing financial transparency openness. I, I just don't think that, that Lee Power uh, is interested in providing financial transparency, openness and engagement with uh, with the supporters. He hasn't done that since he'd owned it, you know, in the eight years or so that he that he that he's owned the club or seven years or so. Um, so why would he change now? We keep him to try and encourage him to do that. I just can't see a leopard changing its spots. Sure. If the club has excommunicated the trust, the threat to call for a full boycott by fans of club revenues must be a, a lever um, the trust could use to get power back to talking. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a difficult one and I think fans have to make their call on it. I would support fans to join the trust, to sign up what they can to the Red Army Fund. That will just uh, give the trust more support so that as things get really bad, we hopefully we can we can intervene and and work to to continue continue the, with the with the club and and support it. I think it's really hard in terms of encouraging fans to to do that because ultimately we don't want to see this club go bust, but we do believe we need a, we need a, we need a change. Um, I think the best thing we can ask for is to people to join the trust, support the trust, um, and know therefore that we that we build up a support, a base and a contact base that can act if things get to the worst and try and save our club. This falls in nicely to the next section um, of questions. Uh, the question here is, and I know your Twitter feed has been um, has been very happy in the last few hours in regards to this. How many new members have joined the trust since the excommunication? Yeah, I think we're up to around about um, 400 or so new members, I think. 
mm-hmm. um, which is which is great. Um, you know, last week or so. And that, but you know, you know, so we're 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 getting to sort of north for six hundred or so. Um, but you know, with an average gate of of eight thousand last year, just under. Um, you know, and I've been lucky enough to see the see the town at Wembley with in front of thirty five thousand. Um, you know, so called supporters because plenty obviously were there for the day. But but the the more we can get, the better really. Um, it just illust- it, it illustrates to to all. It, one it increases hopefully the the financial strength of the trust to intervene and support, but also shows to the football authorities um, to take us seriously um, because we represent a large part of of the fan base. Yeah. I mean, the next question that I had from this was what's in it for the fans that are backing the the trust? Because lots of people have been, you know, vocally putting their support to you guys and also joining the supporters club as well. Um but I've also read criticism. What sort of numbers do the trust need to get in terms of membership in order to make an impact if things go really, really bad for Swindon Town? Well, I think if things go really, really bad, um, we need to get into the thousands, um, you know, and and I, I would say get 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 close to the eight thousand or so. I mean, if you looked at Wigan uh, and the and the Wigan supporters, you know. They raised, I think, uh, I don't remember now, but close to eight hundred thousand pounds, million pounds, and I think that that helped save the club from going under. Um, you know, I think that helped keep the the club going, um, and to ultimately find what looks like to be decent owners to take that football club forward. And they're obviously seeing a bounce on the pitch off the back of that as well, unfortunately for us. Um, so I think we'll need to get um, up to the eight thousand level, uh, and for people to support us as best they can. I mean, look, we, we are a very open organisation. You know, if people want to join, you know, the trust board or become a trust officer, we're very open to that. We have an open AGM. Our full accounts are, are published, you know, um, every year. Um, our members, you know, get voted on the, the onto the trust board annually at that AGM as well. We, we, you contact us, we'll answer your questions sometimes due to the fact we are, we do this on the side of the desk. You know, this is a volunteer organisation. Um, it might take us a bit of time to come back to you, but you know what we're trying to do here is is to do our best to support the longevity and the sustainability of our football club and support into into better times. Obviously, a lot of the work we've done over the last few years has been the county ground. Um, that's that's stalled. Now it's really about building up the membership base and and where people can support us. The the, the funds really you know more of a fighting fund piece. Yeah, to keep the club going. Let's go back to some more bits and pieces from the last week. Have the trust had any communication with Michael Standing? No, we have not had any communication with Michael Standing. But you mentioned that Morfuni has had contact with Standing due to this court case. Yes, yes. And and I believe they their lawyers are working together. Michael Standing has some pretty serious allegations being pointed his way. Is that a concern that they the person that we're going all in on in Claire Morfuni has to side with somebody who, like I said, has allegations that could result in him not being able to work in the industry. Yeah, look, I, I think there are some concerns. There's some questions to ask, which obviously the FA are delving into with Michael Standing and Lee Power. Um, I, I think, you know, what we are seeing right now is two alternatives really well for, for this football club um or three i would guess you say you know lee power takes the club into administration um 
which you know threatens the ongoing sustainability of the club. He sells it to Abel, who we know nothing about, or he sells it to Clemore Fooney, who, who will be working with Michael Standing. But it's Clemore Fooney who set out, said he wants to buy the club, set out the positive vision and engagement going forwards. Um, so look, there is concerns with with Standing there because of the, the 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 charges that are levied and the and the questions there. Um, but I think the, the the positive future that Clemore Fooney is committed to. And that he's committed to buying the club and taking it forward and investing in it and the openness and engagement, I think means it's the the best option that we have. Yeah, right but, now that we're aware of. But I'm going to skip a couple of questions because you know we might as well sort of stick with Clem for the time being because there are a good few fans that still have their concerns about Clem Morfuni. I mean his his quotes within trust statements, open letters recently, wonderful. They sound absolutely fantastic, but cool fan cynical, but we've been here before, haven't we, um, in terms of these great promises. And I, I'm more than sure that you guys, when you had your conversation with him, that question, what's in it for you? You know, why do you want this club is something that gets asked. Now, the questions that we've got here is how can the trust guard the club from yet another nefarious owner? Um, how much do you guys know about Clem Morfuni? Um, the question says, I've seen other clubs before have a terrible owner, then quickly herald any prospective new owner as the Messiah, when in reality they didn't turn out to be much better. I hope to be reassured that this isn't another case with us. Yeah, look, we, we have been sceptical of, of Clem as well. I've raised this directly with him and say, look, you know, you're an Australian, very successful Australian-based uh, businessman living in Sydney. Why Swindon Town? You know, um, and look, I think he would um, openly say that that he 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 loves football. Um, he's um, got into football. He's been you know been involved with the club since 2016. I think he's 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 fell another bit of the club. I think he's enjoyed the engagement with the fans. You know, he's gone to away games and sat in with the fans. He's come into the town end and watched the game with me and my son at times. So he, he loves and enjoys that part of it. And he really um, loves football. I think the stadium development and him his business being associated with the stadium development, I think is, is another angle with him, given that it's in construction. The other, the other piece um, that is um, important, I think, to, 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 to reference is we've done a fair amount of due diligence on, on Clem's businesses. You know, and he has he has a global business. It's stronger in Australia and New Zealand. Um, it turnovers about two to three hundred million a year. It's got about eight hundred or so staff. Um, we've reviewed it, and the financial strength is is pretty solid. Um, his UK businesses haven't fared quite as well, um, but we've done due diligence and, and digging on that, and and we're assured that he does have the financial capability. Um, you know, to to take this sort of club forward, he's. He's not going to be, um, you know, uh, uh, someone who's going to run loads and loads of money into this. But he is going to, um, he doesn't look to make a, a quick buck out of this. He knows it's a long-term game. He's talking about building a sustainable football club. So we're not suddenly going to get a rich sugar daddy, but we are someone who's going to be open, transparent with the supporters. He's going to have a plan to take it forward. And he knows it's a long-term, long-term sort of game. Uh, and that's what he set out to us on the on the trust board. So that gives me faith. And the other thing, Rich, that's really important, I think, his commitment to having someone from the trust and someone from the supporters club on the board of the club on a monthly basis and the commitment to that financial transparency and open, openness means we can hold him to account. 
Mm. We can review that. And if he goes back on that, then we will call it out, as we would do with any um, owner. We've had, essentially, I know Wolfuni has his 15% and that took a long time to, to become, you know, fact um, to the general public. But does Wolfuni have potential investors to go alongside him because it's very rare that you get this one man band that we've had um, a very small boardroom with one or two people that we know about and there is this concern that we're going to go into another dictatorship yeah sure that the trust and supports club might get um, some say in some boardroom meetings but to have real business full-time looking to stop the what, 20, 30 year stagnation of the football club and really kick it on to modern times? Yeah, look, I, I'm not aware, other than, other than uh, Clem potentially working with Michael Standing, um, as, he, as we believe, obviously, the lawyers are working together to, to try and wrestle, um, you know, Lee Power from putting the club into administration. Um, I'm not aware of anybody else that's on the scene. Mm. Um, that I'm at least aware of. And, and Clem, I think, is very keen to sort of drive this business and take it forward in a positive way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, have the Trust had any contact back from the Football Association or the EFL in regards to their open letter? We have heard back uh, from the FA just on Friday afternoon, largely saying um, that um, it is a matter... Once the charge, if they are charged and, and they are found guilty, it goes to, and, and they wish to appeal, it goes to in, an independent uh, FA uh, commission to appeal. It did say that they, they don't take evidence from third parties. Um, so they suggested that any evidence and any things we put in, we put in through the football club, which does leave us um, a little bit <laughs> in a difficult situation. Uh, although the supporters club can make that forward, but that given that Lee Power owns the club, um, you know, it's difficult that he might say, you know, char- if I'm guilty, charge me rather than the rather than the club. Um, so, um, but we'll have to see. I mean, Justin Tomlinson, you know, both MPs, Robert Butler and Justin Tomlinson, signed the letter to the FA, which is great. Justin Tomlinson has often to try and set up a, a meeting with the FA and the EFL, uh, which again is really helpful. Uh, and again, you know, stands with us in calling that if 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 the individuals are found guilty, charges are levied to the individuals, and the club and supporters, um, you know, are not are not impacted. Yeah. Next question: Assuming power or whoever else is putting no more money um, into the club, and the administration option gets blocked, not able to sell to Abel, and refusing to sell to Clemolfuni, is he taking Abel to sit back and watch? the club go down the pan with debts mounting, HMRC not being paid and waiting for the first winding up petition. There is this very cynical approach from many fans that feel that Lee Power does not give a damn about whether Swindon Town survive or do not survive. That has been a running theme from what I've read over the last few days. Yeah, look, look I have to have the same concern, although I suspect Lee Power does care about money. Um, and 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 you know make you know clearing money from Swindon Town Football Club as much as he can. Um, therefore, I'm not quite sure how liquidating the club, given that we probably don't have significant assets as a football club. You know, we don't own our own stadium. Um, you know, we we have players, but the value of those players are questionable given the position we are in the table right now. Obviously, there's a couple in there, etc. Um, so. 
I, I'm not sure that the, the, the motivation from Lee will, will be to liquidate the club. Potentially putting the club into administration, you might argue, gives him a chance to wipe the state keen with Morphuni and standing. Uh, and then he might be the largest creditor. So you can see why that angle might work for him and why an angle for selling for a pound to Abel, but then paying back the debt so to Lee Power might work for him. But I'm not sure how liquidation gets Lee Power the money that he probably wants out of the club. And again, that's just me surmising, Rich, rather than we get into trouble or anything like that. This is, this is just surmising um, the motives there because I don't know. I've not spoken to Lee Power for a very long time. And I don't know what his uh, his motives are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you, do you know if the clubs are meeting or paying current bills, player wages, and on time? I know the trust have offered um, support to the club in the past, which was rejected, which makes a lot of what Lee Power said on the radio a, you know, a month or so ago quite surprising because he was saying that we're broke, Sean, and all that malarkey. Um, there are these. I think we've taken from a certain fund um, and that's the last time we can do it. So could things get grislier news-wise at the end of the month if the players aren't getting paid? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't know. We've not, I've not heard anything. You hear rumours, but none of it is substantiated. Um, we do know, obviously, from that hearing the other week that they, we believe they've drawn down £300,000 from the EFL Hardship Fund. Uh, now, that hardship fund is £20 million for clubs across League One and Two to stay uh, in survival because of um, because of issues due to COVID. So I'm not aware that you can't go back into that fund if you have an appropriate reason to do so. Um, I think in that hearing the other week, Lee Power confirmed that he paid the wages for the last month and that that hardship fund still exists, So, which is part of the reason why the judge said, I'm going to let this run a bit and, and give myself time to read the papers because um, you've got some money in the bank to pay your next set of wages. Um, the hardship funds in the EFL, other than knowing it's £20 million across clubs in League 1 and 2, and knowing that you have to submit you know, quite a lot of detail to show why you're getting it, and that then they place you under transfer and wage restrictions, there's not a lot more we know about it or which clubs have applied for it. And whether you go in once or twice. But the, the way it was announced and it was set up would suggest it's there to support clubs in real trouble. So you'd think you could go in more than once. Um, but there isn't as that much transparency for EFL on, on, on how it's going to be used and who's used it. Which, again, is bizarre. But that's the situation that we're in. Um, assume if Clem... Sorry... Assume if the Morfuni offer is accepted, will he then do due diligence on current debt and check the cupboards for skeletons? I'm sure he would. Um, look, he, he is a successful businessman. He's grown, you know, his business successfully globally. You know, from starting off as he told us as a as a plumber in his you know bedroom in his early sort of twenties. Um, um, so he's grown a successful business over that period of time, any sensible businessman is going to do um, strong due diligence, um, you know, and, you know, I've been working for Nationwide for many years, involved in mergers and acquisitions of Nationwide, and you need to do a lot of due diligence. Your due diligence you'll need to do in buying a football club is going to be 10 times what I'm used to doing in terms of, you know, buying another financial institution or buying a book of mortgages, whatever. Um, so I'm sure he will do that. And whatever due diligence you do, which you just know with this club, 
you've done all the due diligence, you think you sorted it, but something will come out of the closet and you need to be aware of that. And from the conversations that, that we as a trust have had with Clem, I think he, he knows that. We've said to him, we suspect there'll be issues. So I think he knows that. Um, and I think that that's why, again, I think it's really important that the supporters, you know, support the trust because hopefully we we can, if he is successful, we can help him with those issues and uh, as we take the club forward. The elephant in the room, really, in this sense, is the relationship with Morfuni and Power, which isn't great. And a lot of why what is happening at the moment through the courts is happening is because Power doesn't want to sell to Morfuni, right? Is, is, would that be a fair to say? Is there any chance, is there any form of confidence from the Morfuni camp to suggest that Power would do business with him if if needs must? I think that, the, uh, I don't know, uh, Rich. I mean, I, my surmise would be that they, that there is, uh, as far as I'm aware, there is no communication between the two parties outside of the legal hearings. Uh, and I think they're very estranged, as I, as I understand, you know, uh, power of my standing to be. Look, I think their view would be there will be a price that Lee Power will be looking for and, you know, that a deal could be done. Um I guess it comes back to, you know, if Lee Power, you know, who we will be looking, I think, to get value from his investment in the football club, if he feels there are no other options, then then a deal might be done. But but I think it it might have to get my view again. I'm surmising, you know, um, making my own assumptions without you know any evidence, etc. But um, I think it, it's going to be that 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 Lee Power feels he's in last chance saloon. Yeah. Is it plausible to think that Clem Morfuni has already reached an agreement with Michael Standing to buy his shares, assuming Standing wins his case against Power? This would make Morfuni the majority shareholder. I think it's plausible. I don't. I think it's very plausible. Obviously, their, their lawyers, as we know, are working together. Um, I don't know if it's fact or not, but I think it's uh, it's a plausible uh, conclusion that there'll be some type of agreement to. Allow Morfini, Clem Morfini to take the club forward and, and for Clem to have the confidence to make the statements he's made publicly in response to our open letter um, and, you know, when, when he addressed the trust board. We move on. Uh, will the council still sell the county ground 50-50 to any new owner plus the trust? Yeah, so we've I've had engagement uh, with um, Susie Kemp, Chief is at the Swindon Barrow Council, just as, to make her aware of what's going on. Obviously, the council uh, need to to say sort of balanced and independent of this. They are still committed to selling the county ground to the trust and the club on a 50-50 basis. But um, but but we need the ownership issue sorted first. But when those ownership issues are sorted, then 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 they are willing and, and open open to gauge engage on the county ground sale again. Um, which you know. To me, and you know, I, as you know, I've worked for many years on the county ground sale, and we nearly had it sort of ready, ready to go. And it was agnostic of owners, so the fact it was Lee Power or Clemmore Finney didn't really matter then, because we believe we had legally strong documentation, and we also believe financially it would be worthwhile for the club and give the supporters better engagement, and mean that the club owned an asset, which which might be able to help to keep the club survival. Um, but at the moment, it feels feels quite a long way away mm. um the county ground deal uh, to me right now and and survival of the club and seeing it move to an owner who can take it forward is the most important thing 
Do the trust endorse the very public drive to get sponsors to sever ties with the club? And if yes, what impact does that have to Lee Power? Well, look, I mean, I, I think it's for those sponsors to make their call. We, we would call on them to support the trust and, and the supporters. Um, they've got to make that call for themselves. It's a difficult call. I do think, you know, um, money drying up potentially puts pressure on, on, on Lee Power. I think that the thing that puts the most pressure on is probably the, the legal action. Um, and we see how that legal action plays out. Yeah. And do the Trust feel that the local media, namely BBC Radio Wiltshire, are doing enough to publicise the current issues? Um, I think there's more that could be done. Um, I think some are trying. I think we all as supporters are frustrated by um, the interviews that we've heard, I think Sean Hodges do to Lee Power uh, more recently and previously in terms of it doesn't really feel that questions are, people are questioned or Lee is questioned or followed up and said, well, you've said it's only ever been you funded in the club. What about the court case with Michael Standing and the and you, your defence is that you owe Gareth Barry four and a half million pounds. So um, I don't think there's been enough of that cross-questioning that, that you would expect journalists to do. Uh, so I think there's more to be done. Hopefully that will, that will, that will come uh, forward. But equally, we know the position has been with, with journalists and reporters that question the club, and not just recently, but previously, that sometimes that can mean to excommunication to those outlets. So it's a difficult, I know it's a difficult balancing act for those organisations, and they would have understanding, more insight of that than, than, than I would who's someone who's a non-journalist who's um, not got any experience in that area. Yeah, from a, from a sort of, to add on to that question, because I, I do think it's quite interesting, because I think, I mean, myself and Trust's very own Dan Hunt did a daytime show with Marie Lennon, and that felt like more... Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, that, that felt like someone had done more in that one instalment of a radio show than the actual sports department had done in weeks and months in the terms of really asking the difficult questions or even just telling asking fans how they feel about it um which which i found really really uh, you know odd and i do from an outsider looking in get this feeling that bbc radio wiltshire sports department are back in the wrong horse on that front but yeah i mean i get i get what you say in terms of excommunication and if if the if BBC Radio Wiltshire don't have those quotes, then or you know if they're not allowed in, then what on earth can they do? But uh, I imagine the FA would have them back. There'll be contracts in that that would protect them. But not a great situation. Okay, we've almost finished. Um, next one is: Is it acceptable to the trust that the owner of Swindon Town Football Club now unilaterally cuts off engagement without explanation? with it when a the supporters have contributed hard-earned cash to the trust and b the trust has expended much of that cash and considerable time in pursuit of a shared ground acquisition well look i don't think it's acceptable Richard, at all i think it's a wrong move by the club i mean they have given their reason which is that we have we have uh, put in a statement um supporting clemore foonies as a viable owner going forwards and stating that that we haven't had the financial transparency and openness from the club despite uh, multiple requests to have that and a response or open letter 
So they have given us a reason as to why they are excommunicating us because we've we've come out and, and made that statement in the court hearing and, and obviously publicly. Um, I don't believe that it's right for them to do it. I think the right thing for the club to do is to respond to our open letter, come up with their own plan, um, come, up, come back with financial transparency and openness. That would be the right thing to do. Uh, I doubt they're going to do it, um, but but that would be my my suggestion to them. We we have been trying in that open letter. We're trying to set out to people that want to, uh, who currently uh, run and who want to run our football club, how you can engage and take this club forward and engage with the support base. That's that open letter that we set out is telling people what they need to do to run this club successfully. Only one person to date has responded to that, which as we know is Clem Mulfooney, but. We would continue to call on, on others to respond to it uh, as well. Um, and, and, that, and that's what we should continue to try and do. Who's, you know, where, where is the ball in this core? Are you still very, are, we waiting, are you waiting for them to get back in touch with you? Or are you going to continue to sort of press them for any information? Or, or well, I think, I think, I think, in terms of communication with uh, with the, the the football club, I think the ball is is more on their court. I think we will publicly continue to request uh, and encourage them to respond and provide openness and transparency. We would encourage them to have the meeting to discuss season ticket options when they can with the supporters club, if not with us. So we will continue to do that on a public, um, uh, public sort of basis. And look, you know, as I said just just now, if current or prospective owners respond to the supporters in the right way, build up the trust, show transparency, be open, show engagement, set a plan forward, then we will engage positively. Um, but without that, right now in the position we're in and the statements that have been made and what we've seen from the hearings. You know, we are um, very worried um, where the current owners are taking the football club and very worried about the future of the club. Um, and we'll continue to be so until, you know, we, we, we get the sort of statements that come out and say that, the, you know, the club is able to go forward on a proper basis and we have open engagement to see how we can help to do that. Next question. Do you have any views on whether the present financial clout of intending season ticket renewers or holders may be applied positively for the benefit of the club in a manner to secure them? Although it's ultimately a personal choice, does the trust have any opinion on how best to ensure the club survives? So that could be starve the club for money, season tickets purchases yes no um season ticket refunds if offered or other join the red army fund organized protests within covid rules yeah it's it's a difficult one rich and you know and i struggle you know uh with this in terms of the balance here because there is a lot we don't know what i would say is try and support the trust if you can support us and what you can afford to support the the funds will be safely managed we'll be very open about how they're used and engaged um, on what we have said, what we have said on season tickets to the football club and said, if you are really open and transparent with where supporters money is, uh, is going and what it's going to be used for, then you will have less people asking for refunds, you know, but if you are not going to be open and transparent on where that money goes, then people aren't going to trust their hard earned money with you because you, you have, you know, you've wiped that trust out, um, really, with the statements that, that have been made and, and no backup with information and the claims that have been made in the courts. You know, we read these court hearings. We get the material. It's not like we haven't read them. It's not like we're a, 
um, a fan base that only listens to you know Lee Power when he comes on and talks to Sean Hodges on BBC Wiltshire Sports. Um, we we do read the other stuff, um, and and we expect openness and transparency. Um, and if you give openness and transparency and show where the hard earned money is going, then we'll respond in the right way. Without that, it's it's very difficult. Yeah. Have the trust considered going down the Luton Town 2003 approach of being loaned existing shares in the club, Morfuni, to then use ownership to then use ownership of those shares to force the club into receivership in order to remove power from the club. This method removed um, John Gurney's toxic ownership at Luton in 2003, and none other than Lee Power was linked uh, associate of Gurney. At the time, um, there's also a question about like what Newcastle United fans are doing at the moment with their 1892 pledge. Um, are those sort of things been on the agenda with the trust. Yeah, yes, we we talk about about fan ownership and how fan ownership can help. Um, it's difficult in I think in this case right now, and I will look at the Luton Town one. It's a good idea to look at. I've, we've looked at the Hearts Foundation. We've looked at. Um, I think the 1892 club with Glasgow Rangers as well. You do need a willing shareholder who's willing uh, to sell his shares to the supporters to do that. Um, it's difficult when, as it stands, subject to the legal case, Lee Power is the controlling shareholder until the standing versus power case is resolved. And therefore, the only person who I believe who would sell shares to us to help resolve the situation would be Lee Power, who seems very unlikely to want to, to, to do that. Final couple questions now. Um, next one that you kind of covered there is, is there any f- fallback plan of a trust-owned Swindon Town? Do the trust have the means or will um, or will to go down the route if the uh, poop hits the proverbial fan? Um, is things like Phoenix Club's is that being discussed as as like the worst case scenario? Yes. So, fan, fan potential fan ownership has been discussed as worst case scenario, and we are ready and willing to leap into action to drive significant crowdfunding campaigns to raise funds to keep either keep the club going. Um, if if you know, let, I don't know. We hope Clem Finney comes through and he's able to buy the club. But if he can't, and there are no other viable options, then the fans will try and step in and raise money to do so. And if heaven forbid something happens similar to Berry, we would look at a Phoenix club and look to start something up there, and again look to fundraise strongly. Um, that's something that that you know. I hope it doesn't get to that. But if it needs to get to it, then then we'll be willing to sort of step in and, and drive that forward. And again. The more supporters that can join the trust, um, you know, for whatever they can afford, that will get us in a better place to be ready to spring into action. Um, if, if, and let's hope it doesn't, you know, the worst arises, as in the the situation with Barry and Macclesfield. It's 1962. We're talking the Cuban Missile Crisis here. Where are the Where are the Soviet fleet in this? Are they in the Caribbean? Are they somewhere across the Atlantic, or are they are they over in the Soviet Union? It feels at the moment that they're they're, they're in the Caribbean, mate. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't. It does feel at the moment they're in the Caribbean. Yeah, and and I think, I mean, that's... We had a better team back then as well, from my history with, with, with you, you know, with the likes of uh, uh, Mike Summerby and, yeah, yeah, and Ernie Hunt and the likes. Oh, yes, yes, please. Um, 
can't talk about football on a football pod. What's the matter with you, Rob? Um, this is, I mean, this is what I was saying at the at the top of the pod. This this is really serious stuff, isn't it? This isn't your usual sort of back and forth, to and fro tug of war for a for a, the ownership of a football club, is it? This is really this. If this goes against us, this could get really bad, couldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We, 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 this is not not a very good situation. You know, from the statements we've made, Lee, Lee uh, Power doesn't seem to have the funds to continue the club. Hence his request to put it into administration or sell to Abel for a pound. We, the positive side is we do have a willing buyer who has the funds to continue the club and take it forward on a positive trajectory. Um, we, we, we really need that outcome to be driven, but it, but it's in the hands of the of, of the courts because of the loggerheads. Um, you know that that Lee Power is currently not willing to sell to Claremore Fooney. Um, and therefore all options could happen. You know, the club could go into administration and it may not come out. The club could be sold to Abel, who we really don't know anything about. And that really worries me, given, as we said, the experience of Derry being sold for a pound to Steve Dale. Or the club could go to Claremore Finney, which we really hope it does, because we've checked him out from a due diligence perspective and he set out a very positive, open and engaging vision for the club going forwards. Um, but we we are in you know difficult um, straits right now, and we just hope that the parties can get together, see sense for the benefit of Swindon Town, um, to get the, the 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 right outcome going forwards. Which for right now would be uh, for a sale to um, to Clenmore Fooney, and then uh, to to have the open engagement going forwards. But um, whether we'll get that resolution with another hearing coming up shortly, um, I, I really don't know. I hope so. I really do. And touching wood and uh, everything like that to make sure it's the case. But uh, um, but don't know right now. And what would you say to Swindon fans right now in the sense that I do get this feeling that things are going to get a little bit choppier before they get better. Is there light at the end of the tunnel for, for the fans? Well, look, I would I would say um, support the trust, support the official supporters club, support both in numbers um, and and you know whatever you can afford financially, because I think that that builds a fund. It shows to people that there's real interest in the club. It's really worth taking forward, and it, and it gives gives both um, of those um, clubs and 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 the trust as a community mutual the ability to potentially intervene and take the take take it forward on a positive basis. So I'm always for positive action, and that positive action would be for supporting the the trust and the official supporters club. Rob, that was really, really appreciated. A lot of tough questions in there and you gave each and every one a bloody good go. Thank you very much. No worries, Rich. Thank you. The Low Strangers is a Swindon Town podcast proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. The music was created by the great Matthew Kilford and the artwork was designed expertly by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon! <laughs> Hi, LS Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 